Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. All right, here we go. Do it again. All right. <laughs> oh, but I really, I was really feeling that one. Yeah. Now I'm out of it. Now Maybe I don't know next. if I can do this. I've lost the, I've lost. The Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Co. here with you. John alongside crazy cast of characters. We got Matt Harmon watching film. Wow. That is dedication, bro. Well, I'm just watching something for a segment I'm supposed to do. Oh, I see. Uh, but yes, I have, I have been grinding that. Grinding film. that film. I tweeted out a, a clip earlier today of all of um, uh, Dak Prescott's tight window throws. Okay. So that's probably, and hopefully that's not gonna have to get deleted. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. It might be questionable publishing rights. I know, see. Because it's yeah. several video clips in a row, but I we'll see. see. Um, but yeah, how are you? Was there any annotation to that, or you just no? Nah, I just put just, just put them all, all just put them all together just because a lot of the haters and losers are very <laughs> mad at me about the uh, Prescott article I put out. On, that's because uh, that's because you got love from the NFL handle, mm-hmm. you got love from the ATN handle. Yeah, uh, well, it, which is I don't care. You idiots are all still clicking on it. Oh no, no, I'm just saying that's. I mean, when, when those two big wigs throw your link out there, yeah. You're gonna get some hate. Yeah, especially because it's the Cowboys. That's oh, what okay. that's what Bryce, uh, one of our social media guys, said. He's like, anytime it's Cowboys stuff, people yeah. are just very very quick to be upset. Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gilhar. What's up? Oh, just putting out some fires over here on uh, on the old emails. On the old getting email. ready. I also think I might have been yelling about something right when we started the music. So I'll be interested to hear if that uh, pops up. At the I hope it does. Or not. I oh, hope it does. I hope the I hope the whole intro part actually just gets right. Me bemoaning being thrown yeah. off the yeah. You never know. Fictional throw, vibe. Throw it in raw. <laughs> yeah, you we'll know? go live. Yeah, just go live. <laughs> F it. We're doing it live. Yeah, I like it, man. MG, my guy, Marcus Graham, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, I I just want to say, and this is not really a Daily Dap thing. Okay. I started watching the show Altered Carbon on Dude, Netflix. Dude, me too. I was going to Daily Dap me it. Too. Me like, too. Like, I'm three episodes in, and I don't I don't know Two what's episodes. going on. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, that really, that. I don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying, like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> real, real talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was finishing up 
the NBC show that I was working on before I started here okay. for World of Dance with Jennifer Lopez. I'm not okay. sure if you've heard of her. Um, no, no. no, she must is be she the from the block? Yeah, she is. Oh, um, she's, she's still she's still at the nice block reference. all the time. Oh, I'm so proud of you for yeah, that, that reference. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Come on. Um, but I turned down a um, post-production supervisor role for oh, a show something. called Altered Carbon oh. to come here. Oh, well, you know, it's never, too, it's never too late life, to life's fix full your trade-offs. Mistakes. Yeah, I didn't know what I, uh, and then I've like been watching it lately, and I'm like, <clears throat> think about this. Oh, and no, instead, you're here with us. Yeah, here we I are. I was gonna say, think about that. You know, you actually, I wouldn't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would try to, I would try to not. Think yeah, about here, that. here <clears throat> I am. That is the uh, lovely voice of uh, producer Erica as well. Uh, Erica Tamposi, how you doing, pal? Great. Yeah. How about you? Good. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Sounds good. Let's do it. I uh, got a great show in front of us here today. Uh, going to be talking uh, about Jimmy Graham trade rumors. Well, not trade rumors. I guess free agency rumors. Where where might he land this offseason? Uh, Greg Rosenthal, great writer for NFL.com and, of course, one of the legendary heroes of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Greg Rosenthal wrote a piece called the AFC Cut Candidates, uh, strong cut candidates that he believes uh, veteran guys, name guys, uh, that could be hitting uh, the free agency be after being cut by their uh, respective teams. He's got an NFC uh, Cut Candidates list coming out, uh, I believe, later today. So we'll see about that. And, of course, we close out your show with a round of daily daps, but we shall start your show, as we always do, with your top fantasy headlines. News, news, news. News. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, the Colts. They got their head coach, Frank Reich. For real this time? For reals. For realsies. Frank Reich <laughs> is now the man in Indianapolis, a homecoming of sorts, as Reich was the quarterback coach for Jim Sorgi and some other guy from 2008 to 2000. Who? Um, I, I don't know who that would be. Peyton? I don't know. He's the Papa John's Oh, you mean the, the, guy, the, right? the pizza guy? The pizza guy. Yeah. He's the pizza and insurance Actually, guy. Isn't he no, he's not doing Papa John's anymore. No, right? he's the insurance guy now. Oh, yeah, he's the yeah, insurance yeah. guy now. You're right. You're right. He's Brad. He's a thorn in Brad Paisley's side. <laughs> he helps you to file a claim. <laughs> Good one. Right. I have to say, yeah. I just real quick, yep. those, I have like, you know, when you watch as much like football as we do during the season and, yeah. and you end up seeing, so, or especially during the postseason, it's just the same. Same commercials, commercials over and over and over, and over, and over yep. again. Mm-hmm. I think at about the – Twelfth time I saw that commercial where he's like, oh, doing okay. the jingle, or or when he says the thing like, oh, okay, well, you know, people tweet about it, and uh-huh. I let out like a small chuckle, and I just hated myself for hours. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to me. Yeah, it's working. It's working. And I called my insurance, but was like, hey, you know, I you should know. switch. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Reich was also the OC for the Chargers for a few years, but of course you know him most recently as the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia for the past two seasons. Fans may also remember Reich as a backup to Jim Kelly in Buffalo, the backup who engineered the greatest comeback in NFL effing history. Why we got to bring up old stuff? Bro, I was an Oilers fan back then. Same. And what? this Marcus was bemoaning this at lunch yesterday. This absolutely crushed my soul. It killed me. When I watched this. I remember I know this is not really what we're talking about, but I remember Very quickly like, they were down to the Houston Oilers in a playoff game, thirty five to three yep. in the third quarter. Thirty five to three in the third quarter. So take heart, Falcon. Oh, and the Bills won forty one to thirty. I just remember because it was on a Sunday morning and I remember I was at church and I remember getting out. Yeah. And, and being in the car, turning on the radio, and at that point, the game was close. And I, in my head, it had been a back-and-forth game the whole time. 
and only no. to find out afterwards no. that the Oilers had no. tagged up an enormous lead. No. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching this game, and everyone in my family uh, wanted to turn the game because they're like, oh, it's over. Uh, and I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, sure. And then we flip back in 30 minutes later, and it's like, oh, my Lord, what, what's happening here? Uh, but, yes, uh, Frank Reich is now the head coach there in Indianapolis. Uh, what do we make of the hire? I, I, I know it kind of happened uh, a couple days ago, but uh, what do we make of the hire from a fantasy perspective? What do you think about the move for the Colts, Matt Harmon? Yeah, I like I like it. In terms of uh, what Philly did on offense last year, it sounds like they kind of had a three-way brain trust with uh, Doug Peterson obviously being kind of the top of that totem pole and right. calling the plays and everything. But Frank Reich helped design the game plans, and I love the way that the Philly offense really kind of incorporated not just traditional West Coast styles that you know the Peterson-Andy Reid tree would typically have, but also really incorporated a lot of college concepts. You know, the RPOs obviously was the drink word for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, take, take a shot, everybody, RPO. Um, if you're overage. But, uh, you know, it's I, I like the hire from that sense. This offense has a lot of potential, but it also has a lot of volat- volatility. There's really – other than T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle, you can't lock in like any other weapons really having a true. secure role next year. We don't God, even know if Dante Moncrief's going to be on the team. We have free agent Frank Gore's exactly. a free agent, and Andrew Luck obviously is the biggest question mark right. of them all. So exactly. there's a lot of potential for this offense, and he seems like a good coach to help get some of that out of there. And he did hit all the bingo words, too, in terms of, no huddle, up-tempo, yeah, blah, 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 he during did. his press conference. Uh, he talked about going no huddle a lot. Um, and, and the other thing I think y- you really like is, even if there is a question mark regarding Andrew Luck, I think they've got a great backup, right, in Jacoby Brissett. And we've seen the work that Frank Reich did with a backup there in Philadelphia with Nick Foles. Um, I tell you what, man, Jacoby Brissett's got some tools too. So um, I'm really excited to see what happens there in the development of both Andrew Luck and the Jacoby The benefit if Luck still has to miss time to start the season, which we have no idea no the status of his health yet. I mean, None. that's one of the biggest mysteries in America Do right now. Do we know if he's throwing? I, we no, I, no, I don't. No clue. I don't believe he is. But um, the the stories coming out of Philadelphia post the Super Bowl and stuff, where Frank Reich was the one that was always putting together the game plan. So like he knew how to help cater the offense to the strengths of his That's backup. Right. He wasn't calling plays and stuff. He's done that in the past. But being the one that designed those game plans around the strengths of his backup would sure. lead us to believe that perhaps he could come in with Jacoby Brissett, maybe God willing, a healthier offensive line and yeah, and all, put and yeah. put together uh, some nicer things. Like you said, Brissett has the tools. That Colts team last year had. Issue after issue after issue after issue. And and the Reich hire could help solve some of that. Protection has been an issue there in Indianapolis for years now. They tried to address it, but uh, this past year their O-line just got injured. I, I would imagine, uh, Marcus, they, they try to address that in the draft again. 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 This year. But, um, but you know, I, I kind of like the power structure they got there in Indianapolis. it's It feels like a different direction that they're moving in, which I like. Yeah, yeah I mean, everybody has praised uh, Chris Ballard from the beginning. I, I will say, just going through our mock drafts on NFL.com, which you can find at NFL.com slash mock drafts. Um, right now, with the third pick, three of our four analysts have them going defensive in and getting Bradley Chubb from NC State. Interesting. The fourth, Charlie Cashley, actually has them getting Saquon Barkley, which yeah. – would mean I think that makes a hell of a lot of sense too. It does. It also means sorry, Marlon Mack, and we know that the curtain is closing on Frank Gore really soon. Yeah, uh, I would be shocked if Frank Gore's on this yeah, roster. I, I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
it's bittersweet. Obviously, Father Time catches it. Even to Frank Gore, he'll catches be, it I up. think he'll be up some, be somewhere. But he'll be somewhere, and yeah. he'll he'll play a pretty decent role in a in a big committee. But I, right. you know, or even a lead role potentially. But it's just I just don't think it's gonna be in Indianapolis. You know, in the twilight years of his career, as right. you're saying I think he'd want to play somewhere that's closer. And this this Colts roster is really not close. Like no, no. I mean no. I just talked no. about all the questions of the offense. <laughs> as Mark is saying, like the, most people think they're gonna go edge at the top of the draft because they've got to rebuild the defense too. There's a yeah. lot of work to be. Their defense has been bad for a while. It yeah. has. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I do think, though, that Malik Hooker, if he, he's able to come back uh, yeah. stronger, uh, not maybe not stronger, but just, uh, you know, he was playing at a very high level. And um, and for him to get injured in that way, uh, it just, you know, if he comes back, I think they'll be a lot better on defense. That's just my two pieces. All right. Uh, the Giants add Mike Shula as an offensive coordinator. This after uh, he was let go in Carolina after five seasons. Guess who the GM is in New York. Who is it? Dave Gettleman. It is former Carolina GM Dave Gettleman. So they're obviously very familiar there. Uh, with Gettleman at the top, Pat Shermer as the head coach, Mike Shula now as the offensive coordinator. Can we start putting the pieces together as what this might uh, look like from an offensive perspective for the Giants? Can we first say boo on this hire? Hmm. Boo on this lazy, recycled this hire. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just... I went on a mild Twitter rant about this earlier in the offseason about some of these these hires and these retreads names that are just yeah. retreads and coming back. So boo on you, <laughs> Giants. For I mean, really, you know, we hear as Pat Shermer's a head coach, and this could be new, and he's gonna go find it. Right. And they land on Mike bleeping Shula. Shula. Screw that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, it's the it's the Dave Gettleman connection. Um, but yeah, it, again, with him at the top, and, and you know, they've got a high draft pick as well. Uh, Pat Shermer, the head coach, and and we know what Shula's done in in Carolina. How much of it was Shula? I mean, obviously they they have a otherworldly talent in Cam Newton. I, I, look, Cam Newton and Eli Manning, they're they're not the same kind of quarterback. Not even a little. Bit. Uh, not even a little bit. So, um, and again, how how much influence did Ron Rivera have in the game plan? I think I I would say a lot. Um, so, but again, you, you know, just knowing he's got an extensive history in the NFL. Uh, what do you guys think about what the Giants may potentially look like in 2018? Uh, well, it's also important to note that he's going to coach quarterbacks too. I don't know if we talked about that, but he's he's going to be the the offensive. He's not going to call plays. Shermer will call plays, right? And I think that look, I'm not gonna I'm gonna paint a little bit of a rosier picture, which isn't hard to do from what Marcus just did. Of <laughs> 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 I just call this lazy. No, I, just... I I get it, and, and like I think the initial reaction is uh is to definitely is to lambaste it, and, I, and that's fine because Shula, like, I think the offense did grow stale, and I think it's kind of interesting that he's not going to be the play caller because I thought they did design some interesting concepts in terms of how they would uh, deploy some of it, and really it hasn't been, like, a talent flush roster there in no. terms of offensive players in Carolina. So, well, And they were just trading away wide receivers. and Right, and they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So, But I think that the offense definitely ran stale in Carolina. There's no question about that. But I do think that Chula deserves a lot of credit for Cam Newton's early years in terms of getting him comfortable, getting him acclimated to the league. Uh, you know, that is something that he was when he was just the quarterbacks coach in Carolina that I thought he didn't get enough credit for. Obviously, okay. I think he was overmatched as a play caller. There's no question about that. But I think if they draft a young quarterback, that's actually I think Shula is a pretty good presence mm. to have there if they do decide to go signal caller at number two uh, and have Manning be just kind of the bridge quarterback. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't even think that they would do that, as a matter of fact, because of the outcry for, for I guess it would make it makes a hell of a lot of sense. But I just didn't think that they were going to go quarterback that high. I feel like they have to because, I mean, Manning, look, I know that they have from from Gettleman to Shermer, they've all kind of 
spoken positively of Eli Manning, but what we've seen on the on the game film and, and yeah. on the field the last couple of years has been a quarterback that's steeply declining. Yeah. All right. There you go. Jimmy Graham set to be a free agent. And damn near every team in the NFL is interested, it sounds like, anyways. Pete uh, Doherty of the USA Today speculates that Green Bay could maybe possibly be a landing spot. Oh, Alex Gellar fanning himself. <laughs> Baltimore obviously has a need at tight end. Nuke Hopkins took to the Graham. He photoshopped uh, Jimmy Graham in a Houston uniform. There's po- rumors of a possible New Orleans reunion. And our very own Nate Burleson said New England would be a good fit as Gronk Insurance. And again, they're probably cutting Dwayne Allen and Marty Bennett, to, to and, and that would free up at least cap space, you would think, uh, to go and sign a guy uh, like Jimmy Graham. Look, I, I think Jimmy Graham probably wants, you know, anywhere between 8 and $9 million per. He's not going to get it. Mm. Um, I would be shocked if he did. Uh, I think he'll probably go somewhere in that range of, you know, 5 to 6 to 7 in that eh, price range. He should get more. I mean, the Packers gave Martellus Bennett, I think, what, like seven per year last year? That didn't work out that so great. That worked out well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the point, the point is, for and we saw at the beginning of the year, you know, for a while, Russ and Jimmy were cooking, and this guy is one of the most elite touchdown scoring tight ends like we've had in many, many years. So coming back to a good offense, I love the idea of him going back to Green Bay, especially because I love they, it too. Well, they brought back Joe Philbin, who was their offensive coordinator, when every year was the this is the year Jermichael Finley takes over the tight end <laughs> position stories Fun would time. come out. Uh. So if Joe, Phil- Joe Philbin comes back, the yeah. Packers, Mike McCarthy, former tight end, have always loved having a lot of diverse and talented tight ends on the roster. You put a seam stretcher, a red zone monster, a guy that's just a total matchup nightmare back there with Joe Philbin, and then he could he could be the thing Jermichael Finley never was for the Packers in that offense, and it could be huge for fantasy. You know what I, I love about – that potential move as well. Jimmy Graham, I think he struggled his first year in Seattle because he went from a precision passing attack to a more freewheeling, freestyling offense in Seattle with Russell Wilson just running around. He struggled on those scramble drills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now They if, also wanted to make a block, and he can't block. No. <laughs> he, was but, not, he was not about that life. I remember that first year there were a bunch of, like, vines. Remember RIP vine? Pour, pour some out. Oh. Of going around of, like, Jimmy Graham and the early iterations of the yeah. Seahawks offense when he first got there, like, just kind of, like, gently nudging guys <laughs> blocking and you're like oh jimmy but um but green bay is more in line with what new orleans does right which is precision and and, and great route running which th- these are skills that jimmy graham has so i i think from a skill set and a you know offensive standpoint that to me makes a hell of a lot of sense i think new england obviously would make a hell of a lot of sense as well is it bad that i'm really just not all that excited about Jimmy Graham anymore as a player. I think he's but that and I think I don't think you're alone. That's why I would be surprised if he got, you know, what he's looking for. Yeah, I think he's in pretty steep decline. He averaged under 10 yards a catch. I think he still can win those 50-50 balls. And I was looking at it, he had seven touchdowns with less than a yard of separation what next gen staff defines as a tight window. He had seven This was those, last year. This was last year. It's seven of those damn touchdowns. Good. No other tight end had more than three. Right. So he could definitely still win those 50-50 balls in the red zone and it finally looked like Seattle was comfortable just ha- having Russ chuck those up to him in, mm. in in the end zone, but I just don't think he offers much like outs- between the 20s. Inside the red zone, inside the 10-yard line, I think he definitely has more there. And maybe that's all that Green Bay needs, but uh, or or a team like that. I just don't think he's like a That's dominant a, top ten, top five tight end. I, I want to go maybe. I don't want to say off board, but I, I I looked at him. I actually spoiler alert, writing a a piece on free agents, fantasy free agents, and, and yeah. where I would like to see them land. And okay. Jimmy Graham was one of them on my list. Um, 
I thought about Houston. I mean, and I know that you mentioned Nuke Hopkins was really uh, trying to, to recruit him a little bit. Yeah. You, you put him if you can get if you can keep Will Fuller healthy, which obviously is job one. You got Nuke on the other side. You get Deshaun Watson back, uh, and in, in that division where you get you know a couple games a year against the Colts, against the Titans, and even against the Jaguars, who had their problems trying to stop athletic tight ends during the season, he right. can be a difference maker. And he's not hes not the Jimmy Graham that we saw in New Orleans where you're going to load him up with targets and he's going to be the guy. Mm. He doesn't have to be in Houston. They've yeah. got Nuke. Will Fuller, when healthy, can make plays. Um, you know, we know what Watson can do, and their running game is good enough that – that Graham can be just kind of that complimentary piece that maybe gets that offense over the top. What about a Saints reunion? I think that's kind of interesting. It, it's interesting, at least on paper, but because of their seismic shift to a run-heavy approach in yeah, 2017, I just don't think he's a fit there now, which as crazy as that is to say. That's fair. Um, I think they would like to probably stay with a, a more, you know, a, a tight end that could do a little bit of both. Right. Yeah, so. that's fair. I don't know. That that's just my thought. But uh, again, it, it certainly looks interesting on paper. I, I would, you know, not be surprised if he does end up back there. Um, but man, I I don't know. I I wonder how much interest there would be in the services of Jimmy Graham. Uh, defensive headlines would we'll just get out of the way real quick. Muhammad Wilkerson expected to be released by the Jets. He's 28 years old, a former Pro Bowler. I think he's still got some juice left, but he carried a $20 million cap hit, which is a no-go, obviously, uh, for Mo Wilkerson. KC, sad to say, parting ways with Chiefs lifer Derek Johnson. He's 35 years old. He's played all 13 seasons in Kansas City. I, I thought that was sad, but, you know, obviously it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Remember when Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson were going to be the Jets' front forever and forever, forever and ever? Forever? Yeah. 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 No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> About that. I, I don't know what that was. Like, what happened there? Because was it an effort thing? Wilkerson, it sounded like, was an effort thing. An effort thing. thing. <laughs> uh, just an overall, like, locker room thing. And, and Sheldon Richardson obviously had his fair That's share. That's what I'm saying. Locker room issues, legal issues. Right. So, it sound, yeah, I mean, it sounds like both. I don't, I don't know about Wilkerson, though, like, if he's still that level of player. Richardson was kind of a disappointment for Seattle. He had his moments. but um, And there was talk that I think Manish Meadow was talking about that the Jets could reunite with Sheldon Richardson in free agency, which Whoa. which is interesting. Interesting. Which very that would be crazy. Curious. Yeah, right. Like ship him off, get a second-round pick, bring him right back next year. Not bad. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. Hey, let's talk about AFC cut candidates. Speaking of some guys that are getting cut here, we'll uh, focus on the offensive side of the ball. We'll hit a couple of names. I don't want to give away the whole piece. If you want to find it, go to NFL.com. Um, again, it's AFC cut candidates per the great Greg Rosenthal. We'll start at the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor. Just about everyone expected Tyrod Taylor to uh, potentially get cut here unless they somehow work out a uh, maybe a lucrative short-term deal. I don't know. Uh, everyone talking about Kirk Cousins, but man, I, I tell you what, Tyrod, him signing somewhere could uh, could be interesting. And again, I do expect him to sign a a big short term deal somewhere. He, obviously, he's looking for security, but um, just with the market out there, I don't know. I don't know what the market would be for Tyrod Taylor. But I uh, wanted to get you guys' thoughts on where Tyrod Taylor may potentially land. Where would you like to see him go, Alex Gilhan? 
Oh, man. I don't have a prepared statement on this matter. <laughs> there's, there are so many uh, – well, I mean, there's one very large quarterback domino that needs to fall in terms yeah. of free agency, and that's Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins right. And then that will have a massive ripple effect sure. on everything else. So, I mean, I d- highly, highly doubt he's going to stay in Buffalo. But And it sounds like now, you know, one we've always liked to was maybe him going to the Jags, but it sounds like they're committed to uh, Bortles. Yeah. Uh, like probably thanks to choice. the Twitter account of uh, Blake Bortles Facts. Well, obviously. Really just, I don't I mean, think they have much of a choice because of I mean, wrist. Yeah, his wrist and contract ties and stuff like that uh, with his fifth-year option. But – I don't know. Minnesota could be fun. He's got some good wide receivers there. He's got a good running game. Uh, I mean, they'd probably rather keep one of their three guys that they've already had playing in the team and that knows everybody. But it's it's tough to say at this moment for me. I really don't have a, a beat on where I want Tyrod to land. Of the teams that look like they may have a need, I think you mentioned Minnesota. Uh, the Jets are certainly a team. The Jetropolitans are the yes. one that, that I like a whole lot, and I know that they're projected to take a quarterback in the first round. But why not have – you know, have Tyrod there for a year or two and then have him compete exactly. with whoever, Baker Mayfield, John, exactly. whoever whoever it may be, and have that competition there. And and if, if Tyrod somehow wins it, like, I'm, I'm cool you with You want to banish sling. Tyrod to another team with no wide receivers? I, they're the, they got Robbie Anderson? Do they? Yeah, that's, that's true. He's right. had a lot of off-field issues they've got, this year. They've got, they've got Quincy Inunua? He's coming back off of torn ACL. Yeah, you know, I mean, ASJ was productive at times last year. I mean, there's – Nobody had more touchdowns overturned than poor <laughs> SJ, right? Um, I think Al, Al Riveron had that. it out for that man. Yeah, Chad Hansen. Come on, bro. Woof. Wow. Now Crickets. I, now I feel bad about saying wow. what I said. All right. Uh, I know the Jets are there. Look, from from a financial standpoint, Tyrod just wants to get paid, I think. you know. I, I said this a couple podcasts ago, and I, I still feel this way. I don't think anybody brings in Tyrod as a clear-cut starter. I think. Oh, no. He's, he's going right. to compete wherever he goes. Yeah, and honestly, I, don't, I wouldn't expect him to be one of those like locked in. Like He would win that job if he's up against a rookie. I think he could easily be that. He could get beat out, and we're not seeing him as I mean, a starting quarterback next year. He gets Matt, he gets, uh, Matt Flynn up, like, up yeah, in Seattle. Yeah, oh, yeah. I could, that, that could easily be it. Middle of last season, I, I did get chills thinking about him potentially competing for a starting job in Jacksonville, but as you guys mentioned, that's probably yeah. not going to happen now. Right. I'd watch out for Denver maybe uh, just because yeah. – when they when he signed with Buffalo, they actually offered him more money to come to Denver uh, back then. Obviously, different coaching staff, different offensive coordinator, all that. But John Elway is still there. They did offer him more money to come there and be their backup, but he obviously took a path to Buffalo where he thought he could maneuver his way into a starting quarterback job, which right. is happening. But you could look at if they lose out on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, which I kind of – I'm – like the longer we go on, I kind of hope they do lose out. I really want really, see, I really want to see Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, and I don't think Denver's all that good of a landing spot. Minnesota, yeah, interesting. We're, we're talking about the the AFC cut candidates, and I know Greg huh. put as like dark horse guys to watch, like the Broncos receivers. I think they end up cutting probably Emmanuel Sanders, and they keep Demarius Thomas. But yeah. then you're looking at just. A real like a wasteland. What do they keep? Well, do they keep Cody Latimer because he's a free agent? Cody Latimer is so. a free agent. They have Carlos Henderson, who's a college receiver that I really liked, and yeah. he, but he missed his entire rookie year they've, pretty much. They've got so. bootleg, bootleg Eric Decker with Jordan Taylor there wearing eighty seven. Right. I'll throw. Yeah, well, he like he's eighty seven and he's got like the long <laughs> hair and he's white. Like for a second, if you forget, you're like, wait a minute, is this twenty twelve Eric Decker running where's, around here? Where's like, the hell? Where's Tebow? I'll throw one more out there for you. Yeah. What about Arizona? Yeah, that's Arizona's, actually that's a spot. You know, I mean, players. obviously we know Fitz is there. Bucky Brooks has them. He's mocked them taking Calvin Ridley in the first round. Where do they yeah. sit at it? Draft if you have they a are order. at like in the teens, right? Yes, they're fifteen. Right, because they didn't suck quite enough to be to be like a top yeah. ten team. But yeah, so I mean, you know, you, you got Fitz, you add Calvin Ridley. 
Um, David Johnson is back, so that's another pass catcher for you. Get sure. Tyrod running around back there. That's, it's not that's, bad. That's yeah. actually a re- – uh, that's one that is good. Uh, he would fit – I would think that he'd fit uh, – that's – I mean, we don't really know what system they're going to run. We have no well, idea. No clue. Again, Mike McCoy was was he he wasn't with Denver at the t- that time, but I mean, he's someone that I think could could get something out of Tyrod. But also, like they have nothing. They, like, as as you note, like they have nothing there. Drew Stanton, I don't even know if he's under contract anymore. I know Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert, Gabbert's not, but they have no plan. They did never develop somebody behind Carson Palmer, who's retired now. So that's right. actually, I feel like of of all the spots, that, I'd like to and, I'd like to see him to go to Arizona. Yeah, I think the Jets are certainly a team. Arizona, as you guys mentioned, Denver, Cleveland, um, could be in the market to sign at least a, a short term deal with somebody. Um, I'll throw out a dark horse, man. I, I think I think Houston is an interesting landing spot potentially for Tyrod Taylor. And again, if he's going to compete for a backup position, um, why not Houston? Look, I, I get uh, that Deshaun Watson is going to be probably good to go by near the start of the season. But uh, again, if if he's not, or uh, what Minnesota and um, and Philadelphia has shown us is, you got to have a strong backup. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a strong backup, and the fact that they have not committed a whole hell of a lot of money to the quarterback position in Houston means that they actually could uh, get into a little bit of a free agency war for for Tyrod Taylor if it's a sh- if it's the right deal. If it's a short term lucrative deal, I think Tyrod going to Houston at least makes a little bit of sense there. Um, uh, again, from a financial perspective for Tyrod, and, and really from a a fit for Houston as well, because man, after Deshaun Watson went down. Their season just absolutely tanked, yeah. and to, yeah. for if if they had a backup like Tyrod, I tell you what, man, they they could actually still compete. I think because their defense, uh, if they get healthy, I think they'll still be all right. So um, to me, I think Houston might be a dark horse yeah. for Tyrod Taylor. Um, Demarco Murray expected to get cut. I would be shocked if he's not cut by the Tennessee Titans. Get but get uh, but I will throw this out there: Does he ever start an NFL game ever again? You mean without someone ahead of him? Potentially being injured or something, or sure, I, don't I, know. I say yeah because start an NFL game, start is, an NFL game is such a stupid thing because <laughs> Tyrod in his first <laughs> come back to this Tyrod in his first start for the Bills didn't, didn't start, start at start. quarterback right. he lined up at wide receiver right. and they ran like a stupid wildcat play <laughs> right. so Tyrod didn't even get the hashtag QB win because he was not the hashtag starting quarterback, quarterback. I forgot about so, that so Marco Murray could easily start a game just being on the field for the first <laughs> offensive play will he ever start in the sense that he's going to get you know 20 carries as a workhorse I don't know anybody anybody uh I just I can't yeah. I can't imagine it I yeah. can't even see it. Where's where would he go? I Somebody, mean, someone will sign. I it. was going through all thirty-two teams. I can't see a landing spot for him. It's. I think it will just be maybe a team like in Indianapolis if they if they want to have a veteran in place there. But I'd imagine again he'd want to he'd want to go to a team that has more of a chance to compete or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's just mostly. Oh, done I think. I point. think at this point, I think he would take. You know what? He's going to go to New England. He's going to get twelve hundred yards this <laughs> year just because. <laughs> No. Patriots. That's actually, you know what? I like uh, how I look at Tampa no. because I say Patriots, and she just she shrugged like, yeah, yeah sounds yeah, about right. Sounds actually, about that's, right. He's, yeah. he's not where I. That's not the guy free agent I have going to New England because he will probably cost a little more. It's Isaiah Crowell. Oh, oh. Isaiah Crowell is going to go. To New Isaiah England? Crowell will, you know, Mike Gillisley is going to be gone. Well, Isaiah Crowell will slide in I there. Feel like right Crowell in. will cost more than Murray. You think so? Yeah, yeah. he's younger. I think Murray, he's been more productive. Yeah, Murray's like three sneezes away from being done. I mean, I don't know. I, I looked at Crowell. I was looking at this yesterday, and and Isaiah Crowell, he's been fine. I mean, it's a guy who's averaged about 
you know, about 800 rushing yards a year. Not even that. Yeah. You know, what happens when Hugh Jackson gives you nine carries a game, though, too? <laughs> like, if you go back and look at his game logs, remember, all, you remember, right? I mean, that too. But you remember all that crap in the offseason, like, uh, they were they're gonna feed the rock to him. They're uh, gonna run more. Duke yeah, Johnson's gonna be a Duke Johnson's gonna be a slot receiver. Mary Kay Cabot's like, oh, yeah. Isaiah Crowell's guaranteed yeah. to get a thousand yards. And you nope. look at his game logs, and it's like nine games in a row with like seven carries, eight carries, <laughs> nine, oh, twelve. Got to scale him back. <laughs> Six, eight, nine. Yeah. And I think a big part of that too is what Matt Hartman just mentioned is that they were playing from behind a lot, man. Um, and that and that. <laughs> if you're a big bruising running tough, back, tough like, to run. Yeah, if you, I mean, especially for a a, a a style like Isaiah Crowell has. Now, again, if he goes to the Patriots, well, I think they'd be ahead a lot. I, I don't, I don't hate the fit. I think that's, I think that's pretty good for the Crow. He's. Right, I did, I did overstate that. He had like ten or eleven in a bunch of those games, and uh, a few yeah. where he got sixteen or seventeen. But still, still that's nothing. Still, nothing. still, if it's less than fifteen, you're not really being treated as like a top, uh, like a, a starting running back. Right. Yeah, for that but, run, it was t- just real quick. 10, 12, 7, 16. Whew, big one. 12, <laughs> 17, 11. Don't want to wear him out. Yeah, I mean, it was great too. Every time he got over fifteen, they're like, got to scale it back. Don't want him to get worn down. He started I mean, the year playing really poorly. And yeah, he did. He got better yeah. as the year went on, but for sure, for he's sure. one of the more interesting free agents just because. I mean, and the whole running back market in general, because it's a, supposed to be a dra- great draft class. Like, yeah. running backs are such like a replaceable position. Everybody, I mean, I think we should all know that by now. So it's just, it's that's an interesting free agent to, Although, to watch. Can I posit a question though? Do you feel like we're starting to? We've had two kind of overlapping trends where after 2014, every year was the oh great rookie wide receivers, great rookie mm-hmm. rookie wide receiver class, and then since like a couple running back classes ago, it's like oh every year is going to be a great running back class, and like we're just reaching an oversaturation point well, with this where like why are we overvaluing it when a lot of these guys aren't going to hit? But in 2017, I thought a lot of rookies did hit. They did, but I mean that—that's what I'm saying. Is like we're having this one, one or two outlier years, and every year we're like, "Oh man, such a loaded class." I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. I think for fantasy, we just don't really know anything, and uh, we I also think we're we, thirsty for running backs. True. We all, and we don't really know anything. Period. But we definitely, <laughs> we definitely don't know anything. He's not about, wrong. Okay. Uh, anything about these guys until they land with a certain team. True. Like, you can be as talented as you want, but you're going to go to a bat. You're going to go to a Cleveland or whatever, and you're yeah. going to be losing, and you're not going to get the ball. You're going to go to a team that can't run blocker. It's all about opportunity, too. Yeah. Like we've talked about Alvin Kamara, like arguably the most talented of all the backs in this class, was not touching the damn ball to start the year in New Orleans. Right. Yeah, and he, and he could have gone to a team, you know, I don't know, Buffalo or something, and then we're not having this discussion yep. at, at all. Or Christian McCaffrey could have gone to a team that maybe uses him completely differently than the Panthers did, and they threw the ball to him like 113 times. I'm, I'm really proud of you that you went through that whole diatribe and did not say the name Joe Mixon. Oh, well. <laughs> Don't even get <laughs> No, but, I mean, if you think about the rookies, right, I mean, it was Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette was a great fit there in Jacksonville. Uh, you mentioned Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey uh, certainly did some things. Good Lord, what about Dalvin Cook? I mean, he was oh, absolutely right. on fire to start this. I season. also say part of this, though, is that, you know, because of the way running backs are used, it's not like you expect these guys, or, or very many of them, or any of them, but to walk in and suddenly be a 20-carry guy. I mean, I think Saquon Barkley is one of those guys that we look at with yeah. that potential to be that. But Kareem Hunt was supposed to be behind Sharkandrick West this year. Spencer Ware. He, Spen- if he, if he, doesn't, Ware, right. he doesn't get hurt, yeah. that's all I was going to We don't know about Kareem point. Hunt. I mean, you know, Alvin Kamara was – he was still he was in a timeshare the whole time. He just blew up within the confines of yeah. that timeshare. I mean, right. Dalvin – 
I mean, Dalvin Cook was supposed to be that guy, but then he got hurt. I mean, but so many of these guys yeah. walk into situations where they're going to be platoon. So I think I think there's a situation. You know, Matt Harmon has you know, coined the you know, 2018. Both things can be true. That we've got guys who are talented and can be very good running backs. We just yeah. have to figure out how to evaluate them within a system that is going to limit how many times they touch the football on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, I mean, I think when we evaluate quarterbacks or running backs now, it's it's all about total touches, right? So it doesn't really matter whether they're getting a, a carry or a target, but how many times are they going to touch the ball? And um, you know, anything as you guys mentioned, anything above fifteen is I think usable. Um, you want to get up to that twenty. 20 touch mark every single week but that's rare um and that's why those guys go so early but i i do think it's a talented class that's coming into 2018 um which is again why i look at the the the, the market for demarco Murray. i don't know where the hell he's gonna go yeah he'll and, be a late signing and how many of the he could be like an after the draft signing no, i mean very much so like really how many teams if you just look at it, like how many teams even need like a true starting running back not many that's not why i was i looked at all 32 and i'm like there's there's not that many places for this guy to go the giants the colts the bucks probably and then it starts to get a little hairy after the 49ers are an interesting one because carlos hides a free, free agent, agent. Yep. like yeah. he was i don't expect, i don't, I don't think back. he's gonna be back like and there are you know there are guys right now that like Kenyon Kenyon drake's a player i really like in, right. in miami but they could draft a back and then he could be completely irrelevant or that drafted back could be completely irrelevant samaje so pirine was a rookie back that we were all excited sure. about remember when could, james took him in the like fifth round oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah it. i remember i took him in the first round of a rookie draft last which which dynasty? Give me a break. What a stupid thing to do. But anyways, like, <laughs> took, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I play dynasty, but like right now, I'm just like I'm looking at some of my teams. Like, God, why do I do that? Oh yeah, anyway. I also saw some people tweeting like, "Can rookie drafts get here?" Oh, like yeah. already, I'm like, break. no, no, they cannot. But no. any, anyways, like I took Smaj JP around like the late first round of rookie draft. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting a sneaky starting run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy could be completely irrelevant by Absolutely. this time next year if Washington drafts a back in like the second or third round, and then which, nobody cares about which, which, which is the Washington which, which, which is the, they probably which will. is the Washington way. You know, you get to a point where we're like, hey, this guy might be the guy. They're like, no, no. Nope. Hey, nope. you, you, yep. up, come on, come on, come on. You unproven guy, come Although, over here. I mean, P. Ryan didn't prove much, and they need somebody to balance with Chris Thompson. So they, hey should, man, they absolutely he, need to. Get all I heard about Samaj J. P. Ryan all off season was that he lifted a Volkswagen, <laughs> which he still ripped. <laughs> like P. Ryan did, the, did <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly do as a rookie, which he started slow. And finished slow. There was a stretch <laughs> in the middle where he was like, "All right, he's kind of getting cooked." Yeah. But if you st- if you start slow and finish slow, it's like so- most of the times I find this is completely anecdotal. But I find most people like either really only remember how you start the year or how you finish That's it. That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> and he has bad performances on both sides. <laughs> Which, can we, so can we can we go back for a quick second? We're yeah. talking about these running backs who are sort of underwhelming and not knowing what's going to happen with them. And you mentioned Carlos Hyde, and he's another one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he fits or where he goes because yeah you know he was a guy that came in and and his ability Good looked player. looked like he could be something but you look yeah. at his production and it's been I mean one he's been hurt a lot yeah last year he finally That's stayed the healthy problem he had a pretty good year last Finally year. stayed healthy he a, and played he 16 games. Well, I think last year a lot of it was what? One, obviously staying healthy. And two, yeah, stayed healthy. the the drum beats from the beginning of the preseason of Carlos Hyde is not a fit. I mean, re- remember, yeah. the first practice ever, he looked slow in drills, and there was immediately like, Carlos Hyde's a terrible fit. He's going to get cut. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that was the thing. He went from potentially <laughs> being a cut candidate. <laughs> right. Like, what? And so I think I think it was the drum beat of having Matt yeah. Breda or Joe Williams. Well, yeah, it started out with Joe Williams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like right behind him the whole time. I think that motivated him. But, I mean, if the Niners decide to cut ties with him, which wouldn't surprise me at all, 
where does he go? Where does he fit? I mean, he's no just idea. he's just kind of somebody will pick him up again, kind of late, maybe after the draft. But what does I think Carlos Hyde could be a nice fit in like Indianapolis, where he could yeah. be a featured back for them, and they could have Marlon Mack as just the rotational spell guy. Um, I mean, I'm so Oakland, much higher on on Carlos Hyde than you guys. I, no, I, I love he, Carlos Hyde. I I'm, really I'm saying that. I, I think like Oakland. I mean, how long is Marshawn Lynch going to be there? Right. Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington are great. Can either really like truly be a featured back, or do Don't you want to add Carlos Hyde to that mix? Right. Uh, Denver could have some backfield questions. I saw a report today that they're going to have Devontae Booker be their number one back, but that's a report in February, so who the right. hell knows? Jamal Charles is probably out the door. C.J. Anderson's probably out the door. Uh, Cleveland still. I think, again, if they don't Giants the are another team. Giants, like, Jets. Like, yeah. Je- the Jets have, like, 38-year-old Matt Forte, he's a 30-year-old he's, he's journeyman a, yeah. Bilal Powell, and Elijah McGuire. Like, Seattle. you get a, you get a young quarterback, you put Carlos Hyde behind him, take some of the pressure off of it. Could work. I think I think Miami might be another fit. You guys mentioned it as well, but uh, again, uh, you know what what happens. I mean, they they obviously like their guy Kenyon Drake, but we know in today's NFL you got to have depth at that position. Yeah, that that's for sure. Drake looked. I mean, he's somebody that just depending on how the off season goes, like if they don't sign a free agent, if they don't draft somebody with a high priority pick, like he's somebody that I'm really excited about. Cause oh he's yeah. Awesome to close the, Oh yeah. He was, uh, he was outrageously looked, good. Looked great. Making people miss looked uh, great as a pass catcher. So yeah, I think, I think it's really exciting. I don't know. Oh, I just, I just looked at Lamar Miller's contract. Dude, he should get, he could, he's, he's another one that he I think get he's going to get cut. He could get cut. Cause he hasn't been good. No. And to his credit, like he, his best games obviously came when they had stable quarterback play. And he's been like, He's had pretty much everything working against him in Houston during his time there. Give Bad me quarterback Car- play. Cut Lamar Miller. Give me Carlos Hyde. Why not? Listen, I like Don. I really liked what I saw out of Dante Foreman last yeah, year. He but tore his Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, I, Man, like mid-season torn yeah, Achilles too. Mid to late, he's probably not going to be yeah. right until nope. mid-season. Which is too bad because I don't think he'll be bad. I don't think he'll be right till the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad because I think like he could have. Like man, if if he and Watson had stayed healthy, that yeah. would have been a really fun oh, yeah. to watch it, to oh, yeah. close the 2017 season. But yeah, I think I think Miller ends up getting cut. But th- that offense too, like again, not he only has do- two million in dead cap this year. Yeah, Miller does. Oh, yeah. he gone. He's, he's gone. gone. Yeah, he is gone. He he's either a six was he point- on Rosenthal's list? I don't think he was. I didn't see him there. Oh or wow. I might I might. They might they might know, keep him, but I mean they might keep him. Yeah, no, he's only no 26. Doubt. No, no, yeah, feels exactly. like he's been around. God, he he and Sammy Watkins are the two players. Like I was laughing when because uh, we were talking about this one time. I think Dylan was asking how old Sammy Watkins was, and we're like, he's our friend Dylan Milner was a fa- senior fantasy live producer, but was like bemoaning Sammy Watkins, and you and I, Harmon, were like, Dude, he's 24. Like he's his rookie deal's expiring, and this dude can barely buy booze. Like he's that young. Lamar Miller's that guy too. He came in super young, and you forget that he was in, you know, he was in Miami for those yeah. few years when he was like 20, 21, 22, and now he's now he's over here. So he's got probably some years left in the tank. But his contract, I mean, he signed a fat deal when they got Osweiler yeah. too. So so he'd be he'd be a seven million dollar cap hit if they kept him. I mean, dead cap two million. He's there's no way he's. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be. Yeah, gone. there's no way because they could just. Re- I mean, they literally could just restructure his contract to to lessen that load. I I would be shocked if he's on the roster at that price. Yeah, he needs offensive line help too. Oh yeah, big time, no. big time, big time, big time. So there you go. Um, if you want to read the entire list of potential AFC cut candidates, and oh by the way, Greg Rosenthal uh, says he will be releasing an NFC. It's cut already candidate. out. I mean, I would. It I is would, up. I would hope so. It's up right now. It, I just saw his email and that it was posted. Up. And out. Oh, here it is. Yes, I, you're I, right. I would hope that he wouldn't just do Bryant, an AFC. Jordy Nelson. Des Bryant and Jordy Nelson among a- a- NFC cut candidates. I feel like those are a couple guys we've talked. 
We have hit on. Talked about. Uh, well, we've d- discussed how likely one, maybe even both, of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb are and probably. He has gone. both as the number two players on his list. Jordy Nelson. We did talk Randall about Dez, but more as like a dark horse guy to get caught. Yes, which is uh, he has him on the bubble along okay. with Orlando Scandrick, Robert Quinn, um, Torrey Smith from the Eagles. I think that's. That's one of them. Isn't Torrey Smith's deal only like for 500k or something though? Yeah, it's like it, it has no. I thought he signed for like money. absolute peanuts last year. Mm, yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, either, either way, go. To they the are projected to be over the cap, so like mm. if they can save anything. They That's true. Save it. Oh, they need to save it. NFL.com to check out the cut candidates list. It, it's at least interesting in terms of trying to find, um, you know, the players and. and it just it's it's fun to think about where some of these name players could end up going. Uh, if and when they get cut by their current teams. All right, let's close out your show with a round of daily daps and get the hell out of here. Daps. Daps, daps. Alex Gelhar, we'll start with you. Uh, so as we mentioned off the top, I've been watching Altered Carbon. I'm only two episodes in. I like it, though. It's uh, it's it's like thought-provoking. I right. think the cast is really good. It. I'm just sort of like, what's happening? Right. I mean, I think it's because they're, they're building this big world and there's like this back, yeah. there's this back history to it and stuff, so everything's slowly kind of coming together, but... I'm I'm digging it so far. I'm always in for for good sci-fi like that. I've heard the book's amazing, so I'll probably have to check it oh, out it's at a some book. point. Yeah, it's based oh. on a book. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm liking it so far. And then also daily daps to the Black Panther soundtrack. I'm gonna see it tomorrow. Can't wait. But they released the soundtrack that was some new music was created for it, and then it was curated by Kendrick Lamar, and it's just fantastic. It's great, man. Uh, I'm listening to it a bunch these last few days. And then uh, last daily dap to uh, the Olympians because there have been a lot of great performances, uh, especially oh from God. the USA and abroad. Hell yeah. Two in particular. One, uh, Sean White last night, his uh, awesome. gold medal run was out of this world. And even his first run was amazing. Yeah. It then got surpassed by the guy, I think, from Japan, Japan right? Yeah. 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 And then Sean White's gold medal run was just freaking nuts. It was epic because it was a – so Sean White threw down a 94 out of 100. Yeah. Uh, he was in first place, and everyone's like, oh, okay, he's got this one in the bag. The Japanese dude comes through and just puts on a crazy performance. He hits a 95. Last run. So you get three runs. Yep. Sean White on his last run. Any flub, he's not winning the gold. He did – I think he started with like a 1440 and then threw down back-to-back 1260s or whatever, whatever they are. Like it was just – Unbelievable. Out of control. And he comes through, comes from behind, and wins on his third and final With Within, like, a 97. Yeah, which is great. Like, so close to perfect, which then brings me back to my other dad, especially, was uh, was Chloe Kim. Oh, yeah. 17 years old. 100%. One, amazing, because, like, in the, the prelims or whatever, she was tweeting between her runs that yeah. she wanted ice cream. And somebody, like, looked at the time and was like, aren't you competing right now? And she's yes. like, LOL, yeah, and then goes out and drops, like, a 95 That's run. That's right, yeah. And wow. then she wins gold with a 97 Amazing. and then later she also said in and outs greater than shake shack so baby. basically she's only 17 right now but chloe when you're 35 you know gear up for that presidential run we'll, we'll put you right <laughs> in <laughs> but she was she's awesome and like she's like the future of the sport and it's so cool to see yeah. somebody like so young but she 17 and she threw down a 97 at the olympics and won gold uh, t- 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 tweeting about ice cream in between <laughs> her runs oh and that breakfast sandwich the breakfast sandwich <laughs> like, man i should have finished that sandwich i'm so hungry <laughs> Uh, two interesting tidbits about Chloe Kim, too. She's uh, a local to L.A. here. She's from Torrance. Um, her dad would drive her from Torrance to Mammoth Mountain. That's like, what, five and a half That's hours like from there? That's five plus hours yeah. every day. What? What are you doing? I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's it's like across town. Could you just yeah. <laughs> 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 depending that's on the time franchise of house, right? Exactly. No, but that's that's Ooh. just that's just great. 
this house? Uh, not familiar with anybody okay. by that name. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean that's that is just that's insane. Uh, also, did you see after her run, she went and had an extensive conversation, was hugging and, and being real familiar. I, I don't know what his first name is, but Burton of Burton Snowboards. Snowboards. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure he wants to get in on making sure that they have a long-term sponsorship. I mean, I'm sure she's sponsored by him already, stud. but it's like the fact that she's like buddy-buddy with the guy who created Burton. It's like, okay, well, that's, that must be nice. Must be nice. Uh, MG Mike. Oh, wait, real quick. Oh, the other yes. thing that was cool is Sean White became the first um, male Olympian to win gold in the same event in three separate, separate Olympics. Uh, Bonnie Blair uh, did it for uh, females. Speed skating? Uh, speed skating, yep. Back in the in the 80s. I think there 80s into 90s she did it. There you go. MG Mike guy, Marcus Graham. Uh, I kind of want to piggyback on that a little bit, and I want to daily dap the uh, the country of, of South Korea just for being in a time zone that allows us to watch the Olympics live. <laughs> yeah, it's um, nice. It's real nice. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, because like for you, so basically yeah. for pretty much all of my life and all certainly for, for Matt Harmon and probably Gelhar, like, for all of your all lives, NBC has owned our Olympic souls, yeah. and they have determined when and what we can watch. Tape, tape, um, tape. So much of it has been tape delayed. And so, like, yeah. uh, I enjoy the fact that we get to watch it live. And, like, we can come, especially, you know, this time of year where it's a little bit slower in the office. I can, you know, throw on the TV yeah. and, and watch some curling or some uh, biathlon or whatever. Like, But it's it's just nice to be able to watch it live. And then along those lines, also daily daps to the uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation because I watched some of their, their uh, broadcasts a little bit over the weekend. Okay. And one, uh, God bless the Canadians because <laughs> – when when they go to commercial, the volume yeah. on their commercials is lower than the actual oh. programming, which is so fantastic. Nice. Uh, but also, I feel like they they don't really do quite as much of the schmaltzy human interest stories as like as 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 NBC does. They're more like, hey, watch this sport. Now, obviously, they focus on the Canadians, but they're like, hey, we got sports, and we're going to show you the sports. And every now and then they'll do interviews with you know some of the competitors or whatever, but it's less of the, you know, my, my puppy died when I was seven, and that motivated me to be a ski jumper, you know, stuff like that. I got attacked by a dog. Maybe I'm cynical or whatever, but that, I'm, you know, I could, do with, I could do with less of that. There's no, uh, there's no dog attack stories is what you're telling me. Right. I don't hear about right. Tom Brady getting bitten by a dog <laughs> twice in his life. Okay. Yeah. Too soon, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Erica, what you got? Too soon, he got bit by the dog like 34 years ago. <laughs> when when can we talk about it? You can't. You can never you can again. Never again. Ever, 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 ever again. What you got? I I mean, I was gonna I was gonna do the Olympics, but then I realized that because I you know overslept and missed last week's pod, oh. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. I didn't get to daily dap the Super Bowl. Super Bowl week was super fun. It was a really really cool experience. Um, yeah, take that. Altered Carbon. Yeah, right. It was it was an amazing, amazing, amazing time until, until it wasn't. The actual until, it wasn't. <laughs> until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> but but that being said, it was. It Can was you really take me cool. through the emotional roller coaster of that game for you? Well, we've got God. an image of it from your Instagram story. Yeah. Just oh, you took to the gram. I, I cried. Oh yeah, uh, I, I screenshot I? it. Just so you know, I screenshot. As an, as an, as an aside, <laughs> I followed you on Instagram just to just screenshot. Good. As an aside, can I can I just throw out there that I feel like Tamposi's birthday was one of the bigger Twitter events celebrated in the last week or so. Like Definitely. I don't know how many tweets I saw every time I logged on to Twitter yeah. celebrating your birthday. Oh, right. happy you. birthday! Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, What'd you do? It was really fun. Did um, you drink out of a giant wine glass? <laughs> I mean, that's every day. I see. That's every day. No, uh, we went to Lucky Strike and then just like Perfect. got drunk and bold and then yeah. went to there it went is. to some clubs, you know. <laughs> Ooh, club. Did 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 the thing. Hit up that club life. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Okay. It was cool. All right, I like Sick. it. Matt Harmon, what you got? 
Oh, man, I actually have a few. One, I started watching uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee on Netflix. <coughs> uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Jerry Seinfeld's yeah. thing. That's a lot of fun. I, I yeah. d- had heard about it for years. It never really started. Yeah, he does a good job. He did, did they wait? So for this thing on Netflix, did they bring back all the old episodes he just did online, or are these all new ones? I because he had had like a website where he did it online yeah. with a yeah. lot of people, and I watched him talk to like John Stewart. Oh, it's on Netflix. And some others. It's on yeah. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Netflix. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I don't. Oh. I think it's all. I don't think it's all new ones. Okay. Because there's like there's a ton of them. I'm pretty sure these are all these are older ones he's done too. But I've watched a few of them, and it's just cool because you. It's kind of fun to sit there, and they're like they're short too, which is great for great for me because I don't have the attention span. I don't have the. T- t- the I don't want to commit to like an hour long show right now. I'm not trying to get wrapped up in all that. <laughs> I got a lot going on. Very 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 busy. Uh, a- anyway, so I have wondered like you know when I'm watching them, it's kind of fun to think like man, is the is this guy like is Alec Baldwin on his? Is he like doing it? Is he doing a bit right now or like is he really being himself? Like Jim Carrey was on it too, like the first one I think, and that was a lot of fun. To, like. Whoa, this guy's like, is he really? I mean, what's going on? So it's a fun show to watch. I would encourage everybody. For, for a lot of those guys, isn't it? They're, even in real life, right? Like, you can never tell, right? Yeah, well, I mean. If they're doing a bit or. It's like it's like talking to Rank, like sometimes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, am I, is, am I having a conversation? And Rank's a comedian, so I'm like, am I yeah. having a conversation with Rank, or is he doing a bit Actually, right now? I think all of these are new as I'm, as yeah, I'm I don't, I don't, scrolling through the I don't, episodes. I, don't I thought think I they just are. saw on, like, TMZ, oh, wow. though, yeah. that. that Seinfeld's getting um, like sued for comedians with coffee what? in Why? a car because oh, well. some someone said that by Damashek perhaps since <laughs> Dave, Dave Damashek, fun fact, actually used to do a similar show that he called the Sports Car, where he would uh, drive around, kill Culver City with athletes and okay. stuff. So before yeah. the Seinfeld thing, Dave Damashek, so like you know maybe maybe Sheck is. You're dropping. It's flexing here and dropping. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. shoot. All right. There I'm, you go. Sorry I, uh, I'm sorry. But I mean, I, I mean, honestly, everybody gets sued for everything once it becomes popular. Right. Like, right. There was a long litigation over some chick claiming she had written the book for Gravity, but even though it didn't even closely resemble at all the oh. Gravity movie that came out. And like, Perfect. People, when something gets popular like that, somebody's going to be like, uh, excuse me, I had that idea. Here's my napkin that proves it. And then <laughs> the courts are like, napkin. the courts are like, what are we even doing here? Many of many of my ideas have been <laughs> Which, you know, my, my, my lawsuit against uh, BoJack Horseman has been tied up in, in the courts. For yeah, exactly. Years. Like, here are my <laughs> tweets. Nowadays, it's here, here are my tweets. Sure. Did you write that? Uh, that's what I'm telling the judge. Yeah. yeah you sh- you <laughs> Mark, as a convincing I, case. Why do you I say you wrote this uh, first? Because like, I, I mean, because I have this T-shirt. So, so clearly, yeah. and, and my second one, I want to yeah. daily dap all the people that have uh, donated to our friend Chris Wessling's yes. fund me. Uh, Absolutely, it's, it's Greg Rosenthal's pin, pin tweet. Uh, you don't have to follow that account. There's no worries about that. But <laughs> you can just go to <laughs> at Greg at Greg Rosenthal. Two G's. It's a two G's. Tweet. Or I it's GoFundMe.com slash Chris Wessling takes out the big C. It's at fifty five thousand. It's doing amazing. That's unbelievable. It's been incredible. Only 1,500 people have do- have donated. That's pretty incredible. Uh, so, yeah, definitely cons- you know, incredible. And, and consider uh, giving some money to that because Wes is our good friend and he definitely deserves it. Wow. Um, I will uh, daily dap uh, my wife for getting me Super NES Classic. I'm, How romantic I'm, on I'm, Valentine's I'm jealous Day. of this. Uh, it's uh, it, So it resembles the old school Super Nintendo. Uh, except they've shrunk it down and then obviously modernized it or whatever it is. But uh, it literally fits in the palm of your hand. 
Um, the, the, the controllers feel exactly the same and super difficult to use after you've <laughs> used, like, you know, toggle joysticks and everything. But Oh, my God, yeah, going back and playing those are the old Nintendo, like, so rectangle. Oh, yeah. Hard. Like, I was playing one of those, like, I don't know, a couple years ago, and I was like, the hell? Like, how yeah. did they ever think this was a good design? I know. It's crazy. But uh, it came with, it comes with a bunch of games. So it uh, came with uh, Mario Kart. comes uh, with F-Zero. F-Zero was so good. Oh, my God. I, I obsessed over F-Zero. I loved F-Zero. Uh, it comes with Star Fox. Uh, I played Street Fighter 2 for like an hour, um, so it was great. Super Metroid, it came with in Final Fantasy 3. That's a that's a good slate to have in there. Uh, it's got Punch-Out 2, which I haven't gotten to yet, but man, th- there's so many games. And I actually felt kind of sad because I was like, she's like, do you like any of these games? I'm like, "You." I was like, babe, you don't even know how many. I, I got sad because I was like, man, how many hours have I poured into <laughs> all of these games? There was probably a good six or seven games that I played. I don't know how many hours, but holy hell. Uh, but it was great. So uh, it's very cool. It, it leads me to ask this question to the room. Uh, uh, by the way, she doesn't listen to this podcast very often. So uh, I got her a shirt, a uh, custom-made shirt. Uh, to uh, say get a life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I, it's a piece of artwork that my daughter did when she was three Ooh, it's just that's like already a win stop. yeah it's already like it's, it's already a win. it's like it's like you know watercolor painting or whatever it's like it's it's silly anyways uh so we I, I took that picture and then we transposed it onto a shirt um it turned out pretty well so that's good um anyways that's that's her gift uh but wanted to get uh a feeling in the room of uh best valentine's day gifts for all the listeners out there as this podcast is being released on valentine's day you wait what do you? What do you? What do you? Have I want. Yeah, know. what'd you get me? I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, please. I didn't get you, Jack. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think the best gifts. I'm working on it. The best gifts are aren't necessarily the ones you spend the most money on. No. I think it, it really is something sort of sentimental or basically something that shows you you actually are paying attention and kind of care. So it's you know it is. So which one's the best you've gotten? <sighs> which best, one's the bit? What, okay, what's the so best my, you've given the best one I ever gave. Was um, this was a long ago? I was dating a girl at the time who loved Hootie and the Blowfish, and I was working for a radio station, and we put on like a charity golf tournament, and they were there. They were, you know, they're not only performing, but they were also, you know, playing in the golf tournament. And so, got a chance to interview Darius Rucker uh, and some of the other band members, uh, you know, as part of my job or whatever. And then afterwards, uh, I got them to to do a little happy birthday greeting for oh, them, nice, which I I you know. I audio to put it uh, above uh, on on top of uh, I only want to be with you and uh, I love it and gave her the CD and mm. I love it. Well done, so. well done. Marcus. That's good stuff. Yeah. Best gift, <laughs> given or received. Come on, man, I got what? I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I never given a good Valentine's Day gift. I never oh, gotten a good come Valentine's on, Day bro. gift. You know what? I don't intend to start now. <laughs> I think it's. I a, mean, really? What? I've never really been in a serious relationship during Valentine's Day, so I've what never, about today? I have no comment on. Uh, <laughs> I have no comment on what may or may not have uh, taken place today. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say no comment. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna look as if I'm in support of this BS corporate holiday. It's corporate holiday. It is kind so of a, it is it is it is kind of a crap holiday. Yes, Let me tell you, it's, it's a rip off. The whole thing's the whole thing's a rip off. <laughs> and if you're gonna show that somebody's meaningful to you, you oh, should do it in. Uh, Plenty of other days of the year, not just this one stupid day. Just because I don't know, I don't even know who started Valentine's. <laughs> you uh, some you need help down off your soapbox. Yeah, no, so I can I help you down. Help. So I <laughs> but no, I got I got nothing. I I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on what I did today. That's wow. all I'll say. Why? Because I'm just not going to yeah, give the listeners a little something. Something. 
I'm not. No? I'm not going to do that. All right. I did do something. I didn't do nothing. Okay. That's you can tell us in Slack later. Okay. I'm not telling you idiots either. Why not? This is my, this is my private life. This is my private, wow. private life. Mark it down. 2-14-28. First time Harmon stopped sharing things in his private exactly. life. He will literally give us a step-by-step, play-by-play of how he gets his hair ready. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't – I don't. There, there, there's one – this is the one part of my life I prefer to remain private. All right. Okay, good. Fair enough. Gilhar? Uh, I have a long history of not being in a relationship with anybody over Valentine's Day. I think You're because a just well, a few of my uh, uh, a couple of my last relationships have been destroyed by the NFL season working ah, here. So it. it's been like killed before that, and then I'm like in a little break, and I'm like I'm not about to start something right before Valentine's That's Day. A smart move. And then one You're of the last man. relationships I was in that was over Valentine's Day was long distance. So we had sent each other some some cute gifts and some okay. other things like that. But it was like it was tough to do anything like super special because we weren't in the same place. So. Okay. But I, I don't know. It's it, it's worked out well in my favor, yeah. I think, financially to have <laughs> fre- <laughs> frequently been single around uh, Valentine's Day. It's uh, a BS holiday, man. Wh- yeah. Wow. It Harmon, is. we're not talking to you, pal. Just that, let, I mean, he's not wrong. I'm, But I'm right here. Okay. I'm right on this Hold one. Hold on. What holidays aren't BS? Because I would argue that most of them are. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Re- repeal Day. <laughs> repeal Day. Repeal Day. Okay. Uh, Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Right, Boxing Day. Good. Perfect. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Halloween. No, you know, you know what? Actually, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day is a BS holiday. holiday. Halloween. Halloween's uh, a BS, kind of a BS holiday. Halloween's not great. Cinco de Mayo. Christmas. Cinco de Mayo is a BS holiday. Yeah, all of these are BS holidays, but it doesn't matter. We still celebrate them. Well, yeah, but this one's extra BS because it's just about <laughs> something you should be doing every year, showing your partner that you care about them. You mean every day? Um, yeah, every day. My bad. <laughs> every year. <laughs> once a year. This my is bad. the once a year. My bad. You should be doing it every day. Right. Uh, it's just getting you to spend an outrageous amount of a hiked up price on flowers and things you could pick from the freaking outside. Marcus Grant just detailed the fact that you don't have to spend the money. Yeah, but yeah, bro, you've bought into Big Valentine's Day. You look. I spent twenty bucks on this shirt. Like that's not big money. By the way, saying. any chance of us getting a sponsorship with Hallmark is probably gone. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance. Keep want, your money. I want someone to take me to CVS tomorrow <clears throat> when all the candy is fifty percent off. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's a date. Buying there, candy, that's like, a Valentine's Day date, that's right? A date. Like there buying is. candy on nice. November first, man, that's the best. Boom. Oh yeah, that's great. Tampa, what you got? Turkeys after. Sure, wait, yeah. adapt yeah. the Super Bowl week. No, no, I know. Oh, I'm for saying, Valentine's yeah. Day, right? Valentine, I'm, I'm best, like worst? What I you got? Anything? Bet, oh, I could give you worst. That's, that's give bad. me a worst one. No, no, no. But Why? we'll do best. Let's talk about worst. I, I mean, worst. Jeez. Probably. No, no, no. No? I gotta. Did you get like a vacuum? No, no, that no. oh, vacuum. That'd be nice. Did you get, did you get dumped? That would be a fun Valentine's Ooh. Day no. gift. No, <laughs> no, I don't really. Okay. I don't really get dumped. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I don't really. Must be that nice. Was, must, that was must be nice. Oh. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'm just a Valentine's Day. I don't like di- like going out to fancy dinners. Like, I think that's just stupid yeah. for a Valentine's Day. If you're going to take me to a nice dinner, like, yeah. do it on a Monday. Just, just go to dinner. Right? <laughs> don't, do it on a Monday. Don't ruin my week, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, nice, like, order pizza, like, Bottle of wine, Obviously. or two or three. Obviously, you no. know, like right, just right. <laughs> two or three. Just like the norm. Okay. Shock. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds good to me. Keep it simple. 
Well, there we go. Happy Valentine's, everybody. Happy Valentine's Thanks for listening to a fantasy day, fantasy podcast in February. <laughs> yeah, with your love advice. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, what do you want from me here? Hopefully, this, hopefully this podcast didn't ruin your uh, Valentine's Day or get in the way of yeah. your plans. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? I think you're woke now to the scam <laughs> that is. You're welcome, idiots. Oh, my God. If my wife is listening, love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> day. I look I forward I, to meeting I do your not, wife, I do not believe in the uh, – in, in, uh, uh, callous remarks made by my uh, cohort here, Matt Harmon. So. Whatever. It's not callous. It's just true. Let's get out of here. All right. There you go. For <laughs> Matt Harmon, the uh, the person who hates love. I don't hate love. That's not true. Alex Gelhar, MG My Guy Marcus Graham, Erica Tamposi. I'm James Cohn. We'll see you next Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.